among millions and millions of people. You are now tuned in to the Cyclones Podcast, where we focus on youth and high school basketball in and around Central Kentucky with interviews and basketball commentary from coaches, players, and basketball minds. And I'm your host, Coach Malik. Welcome to the Cyclones Podcast. I'm Coach Malik, and this is episode 13. For all my returning subscribers, thanks for being a part of the Cyclone Nation. If you're new here, Please subscribe, and also, don't forget to leave a comment, review, or feedback. On the show today, we have Frankfurt High girls basketball head coach, Mr. Darren Norman. Coach, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me, Coach Malik. Um, before we jump in, let me ask you and let me say, I hope that your family is doing well in the midst of this um, COVID virus. And with that being said, how much of an impact has it had on you and your family in regards to y'all's day-to-day lives? You know, uh, just one of the biggest things as a, you know, a father and even as a coach, you know, you, you have kids that, you know, want to be out, want to be about, um, they play sports, they want to play sports, they want to be in school, they want to do all those things and have those experiences. So it's been hard trying to, you know, uh, show some caution when you do that stuff. Uh, and then them losing seasons last year really hurt. You know, my girls are my life, uh, especially my daughter. And, you know, losing those seasons and that stuff when they worked so hard throughout the year was very tough. But, you know, we've got through it. A lot of counseling, you know, talking with each other, uh, game planning, uh, you know, just finding different ways to get them doing things has has been good. So, uh, we'll get through it, always do, and um, get back into it sooner or later. Well, and, and it sounds like that you're taking the positive approach, which is always the, the best approach. Right. You know, and I, it's like I tell my kids, just work hard. Uh, this, you know, it will end, uh, you know, and but you can still keep working, whether it's even by yourself, uh, you know, out doing what you can do. Um, it, it'll turn around and then you'll be able to get back into it. So, you know, they're good kids. My daughter's a tremendous worker, uh, you know, so they do. They they keep positive. They keep working. It's what they've always done. So I'm proud of them. Oh, good, good. Um, so for all our listeners who don't know who Mr. Darren Norman is, tell us a little bit about yourself. Whoa. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, been coaching this game for a long time. This will be my 30th year coaching high school basketball. I know I don't look like it, but uh, – <laughs> It will be my 30th, and uh, I've coached uh, almost 15 years of boys basketball in high school, and I finished the last 15 with girls, and this is my 11th year with the Lady Panthers. Okay. Um, t- t- tell us how you got into coaching, um, Coach, and, and kind of give us a path to the position that you're in right now. Well, um, biggest thing is just the models that I had growing up. Um you know, I was always around sports. Uh, my father was a great athlete, um, you know, was a professional baseball player. And just the people that I grew up around, um, I always, you know, admired the way they treated other people, the way they acted, the way they went after things. And the thing was, they were always in sports. They were coaches. Uh, they were youth coaches. So 
to me, it was a pretty easy path to follow. You know, you just wanted to be like them. You wanted to follow in their footsteps and, you know, and uh, just staying in them. There's just something that I love about being around kids and helping kids and seeing them, you know, reach the heights that they want to reach. So teaching and coaching has always been an easy fill for me. Uh, and that's just my upbringing. And, and, you know, it's what I love doing. So, so when did you get your first um, opportunity um, for a head coach position? Well, I, I worked through things. Uh, <laughs> I paid my dues, as they would say. Uh, you know, when I first started, I was an assistant at uh, Simon Kenton, uh, Northern Kentucky, under one of my mentors, uh, Dan Trame. And I stayed with him for uh, about seven years. And then uh, when I got married, I moved to Lexington. And I started working with Frank Watson at Dunbar uh, and stayed with him until, um, you know, I got my first look at uh, at Frankfurt. So, you know, they're just great, great models to have. And, uh, you know, they pushed me in the right direction and they were great people to learn from. And, and speaking of Frankfurt, um, Frankfurt High, um, what was your thoughts when you were given the opportunity to take over this program? Well, Knowing the girls that they have, you know, I was just working, teaching in the district. And um, the funny thing was one of my assistants, um, Shanice uh, Brown, I was just talking to her one day at school and she's like, Coach Norman, I have two, three sisters that, uh, you know, really good basketball players and, you know, they, they work hard. They want to be great. And, you know, at that time they were entering, uh, Cherie was entering her um senior season, junior season, and May and Tay were entering their sophomore. And the more I talked to Shanice, she just, she's like, Coach Norman, you need to do this. And <laughs> so, you know, once I met them, I just fell in love with the girls, uh, you know, and then it was an easy choice from there. Uh, I've had some tremendous girls, um, you know, at Frankfurt in my 11 years. And uh, it was a real easy thing to do. Um, I liked the way that they carried themselves, how hard they worked. Uh, so it's it was just uh, it was a no brainer for me. And, and and speaking of those eleven seasons, let's let's talk a little bit about um, last season a little bit. I want to get your analysis okay. on everything. Um, and to correct me if I'm wrong here, um, you ended the season at fourteen and fourteen, mm -hmm. right? And in, and watching it seems to me like it was a kind of a roller coaster all year, win a few, <laughs> lose a few, and so forth. G give me your analysis of the seasons in regards to that inconsistency and in regards to what it's going to take, you know, to set the ship straight, so to speak. Right. Well, I think, uh, you know, you to sort of when you look at uh, basketball the way it is today in Class A, you know, the thing is, I, you know, I may have seventh graders and eighth graders out there playing and um, you know, when you have young kids uh, that, you know, are trying to get experience uh, and, you know, you don't have those players that have really been down the road enough. You know, we've lost I think we lost probably six games last year that were within five points. Mm. You know, it's, you know, it's that roller coaster, like you said, right. you know, you get down to the end when, uh, you know, young kids have not been in that situation. Um, you don't know how they're going to be. Uh, how they're going to handle things. But, you know, I think the girls did a tremendous job uh, to just be in a situation where you have, you know, uh, 
you're a 500, but you had five or six situations where, you know, you could have had a 20 win season, you know, they learn from it. They're good girls. Um, so I was proud of the way my seniors played. Uh, I thought Tiana had a good season. You know, she's, she's just a competitor and yeah. she competes every night and people will say sometimes she goes too hard, you know, but it's hard to call off competitive people. Oh, uh, yeah. you know, but she, she was an engine for us and, you know, and the, the seniors did a good job and, um, you know, and Jemiah, who I think is, uh, uh, Chenault, who's a tremendous player, you know, she was young, she is up and down sometimes, but she was a dominant force when, when we had her, uh, and when she, you know, got the right mind to get after things right. that night. So that's what you can see. I mean, you see a young basketball team that might not always be ready to handle the moment or might not be always ready to, you know, handle the certain situation. But, you know, I can guarantee as I always done with my girls, they play as hard as they can. I, it's just it. They play hard. Uh, I can never get mad at them for that. So, you know, I thought giving themselves a chance to do things, um, understanding when we make mistakes, uh, trying to correct them. Uh, you know, like I said, it was, you said it was an up and down roller coaster kind of ride, but it's kind of what I expected with them. Um, you know, just because of the inexperience combined with things, you're going to kind of have that. Right. I, and I'll tell you what struck me, um, in watching y'all last year was that y'all got out to a strong start. I think y'all started 10 and two and, we did. and that was, I was seeing, I was like, okay, we, 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 we got something going on here. How do you get that momentum to carry throughout the season? Well, I think that's where you fall on experience or you fall on great leadership with things and people that have been down the road. You know, when you've had those situations or when, when I've had those situations, um, you know, you've had a Nay and Tay Brown, you've had, you know, Bree Burbridges, you've had, you know, players like that that can handle the pressure, um, you know, that have experienced the pressure, whether experience it you know, on AAU levels or experiencing it, you know, through, you know, playing just in big high school games. Um, you know, I think the thing that you truly have is our younger girls during the time, you know, uh, of Bree and uh, Jasmine Turpin and them, they experienced uh, Jane Yoakum. They experienced all that stuff from Shantae and mm -hmm. Shanae, you know, and the runs that we made there, um, you know, and now you're getting to a point where, some girls are going to have to take over that not necessarily have done that before. Right. Um, the good thing is there were times where they just absolutely did. There were times where Tiana took over things or Jemiah took over things. And um, even, you know, you'd have a game this year or year before where, you know, Rayleigh Ellis would that take over a game with their outside shooting. Mm. So it's good to see things like that happen. So I, I know that, with the COVID and at the end of the season and a lot of time spent in the house, you've probably watched a ton of game film since, you know, the end of the season. Tell mm -hmm. me, you, you spoke on a couple of players already, but tell me some of the things that you were most impressed with that um, these girls did as a team last year. Uh, I think the biggest thing was, um, was to sort of, you know, patchwork come together Um you know, you had uh, Grace Edland come in that hadn't played in a year. Uh, you had people playing a little bit different positions. You had some people having to step up. 
So I think just the fact that, you know, you can put those things together, um, you know, night after night, um, you can weather the bad times uh, and then bounce back uh, with a good effort. Uh, I think that's the thing that I learned most about them and I was uh, most happy about is just their ability to do that. But the funny thing is, you know, uh, people always ask why you stay uh, in a class A situation. You know, you can move to a bigger school, a lot of resources and that stuff. You know, I've had everyone. I'm the first person, me and my my staff, uh, to put a basketball in these girls' hands. You know, the girls that you have as uh, seniors next year, um, you have uh, uh, Hadley Close, you have Bree Walker, you have Tatum Williams. I'm the first coach they've had, and basically I'm the only coach that they've had all the way through. The, the great thing about it is, you know, my staff and that have been there with them. So we kind of have ourselves to blame if they don't do what they need <laughs> to do. We can't point to anyone else. But, you know, that's what I love about them most. Um, with these girls here on out, um, you know, we're we're the coaches that they've had forever. Um, you know, when you're – when you can say that you're the, you know, the one that put the ball in their hand first and got them to love a game and enjoy playing it, uh, you know, that that's a, about as good a statement as you can make. And, you know, that's what we love about our situation the most. So, you know, just as far as next year goes, uh, we're going to have to have some people step up again. Um, you know, I think Jemiah is going to be one of the best players in the region. She was this year. Uh, it's going to be hard to replace Tiana. Mm. Um, but you know, whether points or just an engine, Tiana is an engine, right. uh, to replace that engine, uh, you know, you'd sit back and you'd say, we've got to have a lot to fill, but, you know, uh, I have some great girls that can step in my, uh, younger classes, uh, the new freshmen that are coming in, um, little biased. It's my daughter's class, but <laughs> Uh, with them coming, they're great girls. I've had them since they were in kindergarten. Uh, you know, they're tremendous young ladies. They're good basketball players. Um, you know, so I think the future for us is really good. So I just hope that we can get to work and um, basically, you know, achieve what I know they want to. And they talk to me all the time about it, uh, things that they want to do for next year. So, you know, we'll get to work and I know they'll do it. Yeah. Coach, and you just spoke about your daughter. Besides being a parent, um, you're also a teacher, as you spoke about mm -hmm. earlier. How do you balance those time requirements of working that full-time job and all the things that are involved in running the basketball program? Good people. Mm -hmm. uh, you gotta you gotta have good people around you, and I'm blessed with a tremendous wife. Uh, so you know, my <laughs> wife. My wife and I have been together since our sophomore year in high school. Mm. So that's too many years to count. Yes. Uh, you know, so I have a tremendous family that helps with everything and understands. Believe me, it's harder to deal with me on a daily basis than it is the basketball things that <laughs> I bring. Um, so them and and I think one of the most important things is you surround yourself with good people. And I've had I have a great parents. I've always had great parents. Uh that are willing to do anything you need to do. My assistants are good. You know, I've had the same group of assistants since I started. Right. Uh, it's hard for people to say that. And, you know, now I'm bringing in, you know, girls that I've coached before, you know, Shanae, 
uh, joined our staff last year. And so, I mean, that's how you have these things done. We help each other. We work with each other and people, you know, we need family time. We make sure that we let each other do that. Uh, so, you know, I preach and we always have that we're a big family and, uh, you know, I, I like to think we are, uh, we're, we seem to be always there for each other. So that's how you get through those times, uh, just by surrounding yourself with good people. And you're always successful when you do that. That's right. And coach, before we continue, um, a quick break. Okay. You're listening to the Cyclones Podcast, a component of the Capital City Cyclones Sports Program Incorporated, a 501c3 nonprofit that promotes skill development in youth and high school basketball. If you would like information in regards to donating, sponsorship, or becoming a volunteer, please check out our Facebook page at Capital City Cyclones. And we are back, Coach Malik, Cyclones Podcast, and we have Mr. Darren Norman with us, Frankfurt High girls basketball head coach. So, Coach, let me ask you, what motivates you to continue to coach and to grow as a coach? Uh, my girls. Mm. Uh, you know, my girls do it. Um, you know, so proud of what they've done, um, you know, to have uh, – what. To count right, we've had 13 girls go off to in 11 years to play college basketball. Uh, you know, that's what they wanted to do. Uh, even more than that is having all those girls. You coach 19 girls and you have uh, 15 of them get a college degree, yes. which, you know, is even bigger than that. And the girls that have decided not to do that, I mean, they're great moms, they're hard workers, um, you know, what, what more can you get out of any career than to, you know, be around uh, just tremendous young ladies like that? And truthfully, that's my motivation. I, I love watching the girls grow up. I love watching them become, you know, professionals, become moms, uh, you know, and that's why I do this. Uh, it's difficult sometimes when you're a boys coach, as I was <laughs> for 15 years, to ever think that you're going to jump over and become a girls coach. But truthfully, it was the best decision that I ever made. Um, you know, just being around these girls and seeing what they do and keeping in, I'm in touch with all of them. Um, you know, I've had them live with us. I, you know, it, it's just, you know, they're my family uh, and they make everything worth it. Um, you know, and the big thing as a father is having my daughter grow up around them, uh, you know, to see all of them as role models and, to see what they do, um, you know, it, it's paid dividends in that. Uh, so things are just a positive being in a situation like this. Yeah. Um, and let me ask you this because, you know, just based on the conversation, to me, um, there's no doubt about it that you're a role model and a person of influence in regards to these young girls' lives. Let me ask you who's been that role model or person of influence you the most in regards to your coaching career and how you run your program? Uh, you know, in a coaching standpoint, um, truthfully, it was uh, Danny Trame at Simon Kenton. Uh, you know, I had, I, I grew up around Coach Trame, his family in Northern Kentucky. Um, just seeing him when, you know, I was at a point, uh, you're finishing up college, not sure exactly what you're going to do. 
uh, and just contacted him. And he was at Simon Kenton at that time as the boys coach. And, you know, he, he's the exact way, way he loves his kids. Uh, you know, he coaches like he, you know, and teaches the same way, uh, you know, just with enthusiasm. He loves being around young people, but, you know, more importantly, it's it's he knew how to build relationships. You know, we all still talk uh, on Facebook and that stuff. The kids at Simon Kitten, the years that we were there, uh, you know, I was a little bit younger. So I was, you know, just a couple years from their ages right. as high school players. So, you know, I hung around with them a little bit differently. But just seeing how he treated them is how I've always tried to treat my kids. And, you know, to see how he runs a program. Uh, he tries to do things the right way. Um, there is no fault to treating the kids as best as you can. Um, you know, and he was a great coach, uh, you know, X's and O's. And even more, it was just working them out, you know, finding what they want to do, what they want to be good at, um, you know, and then getting a plan for doing those things. Um, you know, and like I said before, he taught me most that if you want to be successful, have good people around you. Right. So, you know, he was just a tremendous role model, uh, you know, that I still thank this day for getting me into this uh, and just showing me how things are to be done right. Um, so him, I would say, as far as coaching goes, he was my biggest influence. So th 30 years in, you said, Coach. That's, that's, saying a, that, Malik. that's a long that's time, a long but, time. But, I, but I tell you what, I commend you for that in regards to – um, sacrificing other things that you could have been doing in that 30 years to give your time to these kids. I commend you for that. Um, at this point in your career, what would you say your goal is as a coach? Uh, you know, my goal as a coach is to, you know, continue to keep that promise that I've kept to my girls. Uh, we're going to work as hard as we can. We're going to try and achieve what they want to achieve. Uh, you know, if they want to work to get to the next level to do that. Um, I've never truly, I, I'm a very competitive person, but I've never cared that I have to win this. I have to win that. Um, to me, those are not the things that I remember. It's great when you get them. Uh, it's great for the girls to have that. But for me, like I said before, the success of my girls of, man, graduating from college or, you know, being professionals and great mothers to me, that that's the biggest thing out of it yeah. um and and just continue to do that and then hopefully um you know when i ride off into the sunset here that you know that that stuff is carried on that the you know the girls are cared about that the best interest uh, is for them and you know that they keep going and, I, and i'm sure they will um you know so to me that's what i look forward to in the future is you know i have some great great young ladies uh just seeing what they do uh, in these next years um, is all the payoff for me. So in, in a 30-year in a career, Coach, and, and I know that you probably have a lot of rewarding things that you can grab hold to, but give me a few that stand out to you in regards to some of the most rewarding things that you've experienced in this coaching thing in 30 years. Um. Well, of course, you know, the biggest one was, you know, getting to experience as a coach the Sweet 16 when I was at Simon Kenton, yes. um, you know, to go there and just to, you know, to be part of that as a coach and walk on the floor as a coach, um, you know, and to see how Coach Train went about all that stuff was, it's a great time, uh, 
you know, but here I've had so many uh, great memories. You know, when you looked at our biggest run with the all a, um, you know, it's to see girls sports have a tough time. Yeah. Uh, you know, you might see, you know, you always see the parents, they love you. You always see certain people from the community. They're there, but you don't always see, uh, you know, just a total interest. And you had 4,000 people in that all a in the civic center, um, you know, all wearing blue and orange. Yeah. Um, to me that that's my biggest moment is, um, uh, spending the time with those girls, um, you know, and, and doing that, um, you know, and then seeing all the people in the community rally together and being down on that floor, we took a picture. Ah, there's everybody in the world in that picture. <laughs> um, you know, and, and even, uh, even as she has a couple, a couple years later to do the same thing with, with Brianna to watch her cap off, you know, one of the best careers that a high school player has ever had, uh, to watch her just, dominate a basketball game to score 21 points in the fourth quarter mm. and just in, you know, to end the championship game in the first quarter. Uh, and for, you know, her to do something like that, uh, you know, to watch a young lady uh, do that. And then this is a funny one, but, you know, one of my biggest times is watching my girls walk across that stage in college, mm. you know, uh, seeing kids that might be a first generation, going to college, uh, you know, to watch them walk across that stage and get that diploma. Yes. Uh, to me is, it's just, it, it can't get any better than that. Um, so those are my big moments. Um, just basically when the, when, you know, the girls had achieved what they've always wanted to, um, you know, that, that's what, uh, that's what is most memorable to me. And then the biggest one's going to be, when my daughter steps on the floor for the next four years, she's already been out there a little bit, but just to see that crew, um, you know, to, to grab hold, you know, they've got some new members in there. Um, you know, Rachel Shropshire comes back, uh, you know, she went with Katie and them in like kindergarten and first grade and she's back with us just to see those young ladies take the floor after, you know, I had them as kinder in kindergarten and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's going to be a big moment for me and watching them develop in the next four years. Um, you know, those are the things that I look forward to. And those are the things that I thought were the, some of the most memorable things. Okay. Coach, we have what we call around here, the cyclones crystal ball. So, All right. So we're going to take a look. We, we, we've talked about it a little bit in, in pieces. Now I want you to put it all together for me. And tell me, you know, because I know that one, two, three, I know off the top of my head, mm-hmm. I think it was four seniors that you lost. Right. Okay. It's okay. I knew it was three off correct. the top of my head, four. But I, four. I, I know that three, all of them contributed greatly to the program. Don't let me discount that. But I know three of them at least played a lot of minutes um, mm-hmm. this year. And that's a heavy hit especially for a small school and we talked about you know y'all being so young what mm-hmm. what what are we what are we going to look look forward to seeing next year from from the girls in the in the program um well i think what you're going to see is you're going to see a culmination of uh, a group of young ladies that have been together you know since they were you know in third grade when they started playing in elementary league um you know you're going to see 
uh, girls that are very passionate about playing that want to prove something. Um, you know, and I think you're going to see people step up. I think Jemiah is going to step up and show people uh, what she's capable of doing on a night in and night out. Um, you know, and I think the young girls, I think the young girls are going to, you know, uh, it's kind of lessen that hit that we should take. Uh, I think it could very well be a roller coaster ride, like you said, <laughs> at certain points. Um, but nonetheless, I think people are going to be surprised at uh, what they're going to see. Uh, you know, these are the girls that we've had the longest. Um, and I think, um, you know, I think they're going to bring what we've always brought. And, you know, it's like any other great team that you have. Are your, you know, your players going to step up? And, you know, and the key to us truly is uh, are three seniors going to be the leadership that we need? Is Jemiah going to step up and do what Jemiah needs to do? And is Rayleigh Ellis going to, you know, become the consistent player that I, I know she is? You know, I've watched her as an eighth grader drop 30 points in a varsity game. I, she can do that. Um, so crystal ball wise, you know, I think we're going to surprise a lot of people with what we're capable of doing. Um, and I know the young ladies are going to uh, are going to fill in and, and kind of, you know, give us the help that we need from losing all of our girls. Well, Coach, um, like we do every year, we're going to be there to support. We're going to be there to watch. Um, wishing you much success, and thank you for sitting down and joining us tonight. Thank you very much, Coach. Um, to everyone listening, thanks for being a part of the Cyclone Nation. Please share with a friend, relative, or colleague. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe, comment, and leave a review. Darren Norman, Frankfurt High Girls Basketball Head Coach. I'm Coach Malik, Cyclones Podcast.